Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to Come to Daddy with Ruben K. The podcast. Oh, for fuck's sake. Keep that. Yeah, great, perfect. I had it here. That's it. Hello and welcome to Come to Daddy with Ruben K. The podcast for people who are allergic to accountability and probably bees. Look, society is moving quick and possibly downwards. So if we need a model for society, let's examine the humble beehive, shall we? One queen getting fucked by hundreds of soldiers and eating honey all day. Where do I sign up? I'm not saying I've got issues with parents, but my Russian grandmother tried to breastfeed me till I was nine years old, so now I get homesick every time I see a quart of full cream and a Soviet flag. (laughs) This is just all the things that poor Amanda has to edit together. Yeah. So what's going on in the Come to Daddy podcast? Well, listeners, podders, daddyites... Cummies? Nope, absolutely not. I am in Australia, my hometown, the scene of all my childhood trauma, because why process it when you can bathe in it? But the sad part is, because I am so far removed in the Antipodes, my beautiful, wonderful producer, Amanda, is still stuck in the capitalist Tory hellscape that used to be the UK. Let's all spare a thought for Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing? Hello, this is Amanda Sangoski coming to you live from Cutthroat Island. I'd like to offer a wide-ranging apology to anyone affected by Ruben's intro there. Bees, especially the Queen. I'd like to apologise to soldiers, both human and bee, grandparents, and of course you listeners for what Ruben called you. I won't repeat it here, but what can you do? You can't help but love him. 
So please download the podcast, like the podcast, share the podcast, tag us, subscribe on YouTube, review the podcast, comment, and all those other things that people clamour for you to do. But most of all, please enjoy this week's show. So let's get into it. Our guest today is the reincarnation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But instead of vampires with questionable forehead prosthetics, what she's slaying is comedy. She's a modern millennial woman in a Gen Z world. It's Ally McBeal if she was fathered by Rasputin. And the only reason we're allowed to be together in a room unsupervised is because the cabaret gods are using us in an extremely haphazard breeding program to make a cabaret super baby. She's the voice, the jokes, the vibe. Brace yourselves against someone sturdy. For Michelle Brazier, come to daddy. Intro. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. What are you doing here in Australia? Oh, in, in Australia, what am I doing? I mean, I don't know when this comes out, Ruben, but next week I'm doing a show at Comedy Republic, which is an encore of my fabulously successful show, Legacy. Incredible, incredible. Thank I got you. to see it several times erect throughout. Yeah, you were so supportive, which is hard for you, I know. I hated it. Yeah, um, but you were very supportive, which was quite lovely. So I'm doing that and then some telly stuff. And then I'm also going over to the UK. <sighs> What are you doing in the UK? I am doing my show Reform at uh, Edinburgh Fringe at Gilda Balloon. It's a show about, uh, have you seen this one? The show about the man that scammed me and I became his emergency contact. Have you seen this? I actually did. I snuck in in the back at the Adelaide Cabaret Festival. He always sneaks in the back that room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean that. I know you're not gay. Um, <laughs> Shh, don't tell. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, it's that. I'm, that's what I'm doing and it's, I'm excited. It's a fantastic show. It is truly, I look at your shows and I think it's sort of like mile a minute therapy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really great way to describe them, to be uh, honest. It's, you're so... Um, your tempo, like me, you just love a quick tempo on mm. things. And I think a great way to juxtapose family trauma, um, se- uh, sexuality, societal commentary uh, is and the way to make it all so exciting is to make it so dense and you still make it very clear, clean and understandable. It's really lovely. Thank you so much. That's really nice. I really appreciate this. If you're listening to this, you should know that Ruben and I are very good friends and our friendship consists of like throwing barbs and then the occasional, <laughs> I'm having a breakdown, can you come over yeah. with chocolates? <laughs> so this is like, this is very vulnerable for us with without an audience. Yeah, I'm hemorrhaging. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not your brand. No, it's why I'm wearing a dark tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Here at the Come to Daddy podcast, we have a parental questionnaire, quickfire answers, mm-hmm. please. Okay. Names and ages of parents. Ellen, she is somewhere between 75 and 80. I'm Great. not sure what. I think she's been 75 now for about five years. Mm-hmm. And my dad is, he was 69 when he died, which mm-hmm. was a while ago. And I don't do maths. Fair. Michelle Mm. Brazier is a member of the Dead Dad Club. Shit Club, fantastic membership. Very good membership. Mm -hmm. You get into all the Dead Dad Clubs around the world as well. Do you get a discount on uh, accommodation there as well? You get a discount on accommodation, yeah. And you can use any of the spaces to make art. Like if you want, they have pianos and stuff like that. You can go in there. No discount at the bar or anything like that. But you can bring three friends in, even if their dads aren't dead. Even if their dads aren't dead? Mm -hmm. I like this. It's a very niche. This is <coughs> a, a niche, niche joke. joke. Niche Lorraine. <laughs> what were their occupations or what are their occupations? Mum and dad were both teachers and then both eventually became school principals. Wow. Yeah. Ascending the ladder of education. Mm. How much do you blame them for how you turned out in a percentage, please? 
40%, oh. 50%. Okay. I'm not sure. Why do you think why do you think you wavered between 40 and 50? Where does that 10 come from? Well, so the 10 came from like I think 40% because I go I'm I'm quite different to them in a lot of ways. But then I thought but they let me be different to them. So I gave them an extra 10%. That's does that make really, sense? That's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So can I get a little snapshot of what life in the childhood family home of the Braziers was like? Are we talking peaceful? Are we talking chaotic? I think Honestly, very peaceful. Like my parents, Ellen and John, by the way, yeah. if I didn't say Ellen and John, they were older when they had me. Mum was 42, which at that time was like a much older pregnancy than most of my friends. Geriatric. Geriatric pregnancy, yes. And um, and dad was like 50, nearly 50 when they had me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were quite... Um, yeah, they 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 were they were established in a way that like they weren't paying off a mortgage and they weren't there there was no real major stresses on them trying to figure out what their life was. Yeah. They'd already figured it out. They'd had two kids before me and then I came along as the best mistake they ever made and they were like I guess this will slot into what we have going on. And so I never saw them fight. I never saw them fight. Do you think that you said mistake just then? Were you sort of an unplanned child? I was. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't. So they wanted four kids. Mum always wanted four kids. Why? Oh, they're Catholic. And she she really wanted four kids and she tried and tried and tried. And she lost a baby in between my brother mm. and my sister. And then, no, in between my sister and me, I think. Oh, she, I think she may have lost a few. Um, mm. But she just couldn't get pregnant. They just had such a tough time of it. And the doctors said, listen, it's just not going to happen. And so I think they went, all right, it's not going to happen. And then at the ripe old age of 42, mm. I was a I was a little surprise for them. So, yeah. I mean, it was a kind of a miracle baby, but also kind of like <laughs> they'd given up. <laughs> That's right. Michelle Brazier. Miracle baby. <laughs> Michelle Brazier identifies as a miracle yes, baby. That, yes. <laughs> I, yes, I do. Putting that narrative out there, manifesting your own status. Yes, it's important. So the the family dynamic is sort of quite calm and peaceful and yet you're such a turbulent child. I was a turbulent child. I'm a nightmare. I used to, like in science class, I used to pretend to faint when I didn't want to learn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was a rat. I was a little rat bag. How convincing was your faint? Could you give me a faint now? <laughs> um, no, I won't. It's not, not, I don't faint for free anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was not, I'm sure it wasn't very convincing at the time, but my science teacher came to my show last year and told me that I'd always been his favorite student and that he thought it was so funny, but he couldn't encourage it in the class. He was like, oh, fuck's sake, this girl's done it again. But he could never like, he would always be like, okay, Michelle, off you go to the sick bay. Because I, I had this whole thing where I didn't want to learn how rainbows were made. I was like, no, they're really nice. Don't fucking ruin this for me. And so I just, every time we learn about like refracting or, or whatever it is, I didn't like, learn. I don't want to see how the sausage is made. I don't want to see the magic trick. Yes, I really just didn't. I was really, really weirdly passionate about it. I was like, don't you fucking ruin this for me. So and I'm just faint. So now we're going to have to get into some nitty gritty things here. Mm -hmm. um, how did, how did John pass away? My dad died. He was diagnosed with cancer when I was about 18. Mm. He was a bit sick and it was a strange time. I had just gotten out of hospital because I'd been in a fire, in a house fire. Oh, my God. Can you please tell this story? Okay. So <laughs> I, I, this is the abridged version. If you want the full version, you have to watch my special on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> but, I, yeah, so I was sitting too close to the heater 
as one is wont to do. Mm. A heater that my father gave me actually because he loved like he always went down to the auctions. He loved a bargain, my dad. Like he once, one, every time we went away as a family without him, we'd come home and the dining room table would just be full like a hoarder's garage, just full of trinkets that he'd got for cheap at the auctions or for free. I mean, he was like, I think we'll just use these. Once he bought a full, like a really big, the like human-sized box full of doorknobs, which he then sold to my geography te- teacher, Mr. Mundy, who'd recently purchased quite a few doors at was, the same auction. Was your dad a smuggler? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Do you know what he was? When he did die, we found out that he had all these secret horses. Secret horses? He had sec- So he'd rescued all these horses that had been ex- race horses and he had like got them and got them on his mate's farm. He just bought them at a price so that they wouldn't go to the knackery, t- stored them on his mate's farm and he just had all these horses. So he died and we were like, they were like, what do you want to do with the horses? We were like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he just had, he was just hoarding all these horses. I know I'm getting sidelined here. I'm just trying to get a handle on John's personality. Wait, we have to go back to the fire. Your listeners are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, get back to I love that my guests have to keep me on track. <laughs> um, I will go back to dad, but yes. So anyway, long story short, I was uh, he got me a, a heater from the auctions. It was a shitty heater. It was a bar heater that goes red behind like a thin shield of mesh. I sat too close to it. I caught on fire. I ran out screaming. My f- housemate threw a bowl of water at me, but the bowl was leaking and she didn't know by the time she got to me, it was an empty bowl. <laughs> I just got hit in the face with a bowl. Um, but anyway, I, I got into the shower and we turned on the water and I was not on fire, but I had just been to hospital and then I'd learned to walk again, had skin grafts, like could have nearly lost my leg. It was a whole thing. I was like, well, at least I'll go on Australian Idol. It's such a good leg. It's a great leg. I was like, I really truly was like, well, worst comes to worst. I'll, um, it'll be a great story for Australian Idol. That was my genuine thought. It's, it's a, it's a true sign of a showbiz sociopath that the first response to trauma is I'll have a sob story for reality TV. Yes. It was like, oh, finally something to say. (laughs) God, something to talk about. Um, and then I got out of hospital and, um, dad was, diagnosed with cancer and then a week later he died and so it was all it was a very big turnaround from just you know country town life that was quite comfortable um you know like we weren't rich I went to like a uh quite a dodgy school but shut up (laughs) (laughs) but like you know we were I didn't I feel like I didn't want for anything I didn't know you could have a pool like I didn't know about that right so here's a question because I also have a dad who died of cancer, humble brag. Yes. Um, and my dad, he took, it was three years between diagnosis mm. and expiration. And it actually allowed us to sort of do a lot of healing in those three years, although it was a rough three years for everyone. And I'm sure possibly for him. I don't know. I never asked. <laughs> um, but because there was such a short time between diagnosis and that, do you think that was a... A, a plus or a minus is the question. I think it was a plus. I think if he'd been quite young, it would have been a minus. Mm. But I think there's something, I mean, I, I also watched my brother die, as you know. Mm. Um, he had cancer afterwards, a similar type of cancer, but it took him about nine months to die. And I saw that take a toll and I saw him sh- shift from hope to fear and I saw his partner stay with him, care for him, but also start process. You know, she was a nurse and have to start processing what's going to happen after he goes. And he's going to go soon because she's a fucking nurse and she can fucking tell. And his kids watching them, it, it was just, I, I don't know. I mean, 
I think being young and having hope is is good. And if I ever get diagnosed with cancer, I hope that I have a long time as long as it's not too painful. But it is, I mean, I, I think it was a, a bit of a gift because my memories of dad aren't as a sick man. Mm. My memories of dad are just as this jolly man who sort of walked around and just knew everyone, called everyone by the name of their car, like very friendly. How you going there, Suzuki Swift? Just <laughs> really friendly man. And I'm, I'm glad that I don't remember much of him. I can see one image of him in my head in the hospital and that's it. I think it's very interesting when people um, have cancer, die of cancer or have cancer and live, the cancer ends up defining them or perhaps their last, what what ends up killing them ends up defining them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really beautiful that actually your dad's death is actually the smallest part of his life. Yeah, it was tiny. It was tiny and he, he just went, yeah, that's it. Like they tried radiotherapy once and it mm. didn't work yeah. and he just took a lot out of him and he just went, nah, fuck it, bugger that. I'm not doing it. And that was it. He was just out. And he, you know, died within a few days. Like it was just really, it was kind of peaceful, I suppose. But it must have been terrifying for mum, although she is Catholic. So I think I think she still believes that she'll see him when she dies, which is something I'm very jealous of. Mm. I think that's that's amazing. It's interesting when you see people with religious beliefs like that, that give them peace and go, oh, God, I know I'm critical of religion, but... For the for who for the people it works for, it seems like a lovely teddy bear to hold in the dark. An absolute treat. Like, but I do remember when my brother died because Dad had already died. And she, what was you the know, time? So just, what was the timeline? I think it was about six years in between. Mm, it's brief. Yeah, and you know, Mum, she she hadn't had the easiest life. My mum, and she really just. I remember sitting down with her and saying, are you, are you all right? And she was like, I'm okay. I'm just angry. And I said, who are you angry at? She said, I'm angry at God. And I thought that was so sad. And, you know, she, she doesn't love the Catholic church because she's very, um, why, what have they done? Oh my God, Ruben, you are not going to believe this. (laughs) (laughs) It it has been no good. (laughs) I'll send you some articles. Great. Um, but yeah, she doesn't like the church. Um, and, you know, we, we have a, a lot of queer family and she's always been very accepting. And when I like, I remember the f- I brought home a girlfriend in high school and she was like, all right. Like, she's just so, there was no, there's never been any, anything for no. mum. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Can we talk about how your parents raised, when obviously when John was alive, um, uh, how they raised such a, how do I put this, not volatile child, but a <laughs> certainly ex- exuberant, mm-hmm. excitable, yeah. shall we say. I have been annoying for a long time. <laughs> and I think, you know, I was sort of raised by TV a bit. They mm. let me watch whatever I wanted because I had an older brother and older sister. I think a lot of my personality comes from my older brother because he was 15 years older than me. That's huge. Yeah. So I took a lot of my personality from my brother and he was very, he was very confident and very uh, sort of charming and had a lot of friends and he would sing a lot and he loved music and art. And I took that from him and traveling. My parents just kind of got out of the way. Like I don't think that my dad and my mom were in any way, um, annoying i think they were like i i don't think they were performer types they were we were a sporty family um my mom sings a bit yeah but uh i was i was a different breed and they just went she's different and we'll just that's fine i think i've i also the best the best thing they did for me was they never told me to shut up they never said like don't sing they never said be quiet they never said we don't want to see the play you've written we're in the middle of a dinner party. They accepted everything that I offered them in Parents that way. Parents, enable your children now. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's amazing. It's gotten me through everything. I think it's the reason I'm resilient. It has helped me through dad's death, just being able to be confident enough to go, this is what I need and this is what I'll do. I sang at his funeral. I sang at my brother's funeral. I spoke at the funerals because I can and I can because they never told me to shut up and so I'm not afraid to, to, to speak as a girl and I, I just have always been... Yeah, I've always been very bold because they never said stop that. And also just, you know, Samantha Jones on Sex and City really had a big hand in that too. The I'd only say she's one. 20%. The only one. Yeah. What was it you said? You said you're a you're a Miranda with a Samantha Rising? Was I'm that- a Samantha with a Miranda Rising. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Let's talk about Let's talk about I've said that too many times today. I also had to speak at my dad's funeral. Can you take me through what that experience was like for you? I think for me it felt like playing a part. It felt like I looked around and no one, and this is something I've only just really, really realised recently, is that no one actually came to me and scooped me up and went, are you okay? Like no one in my family. My friends did. But no one came up to me and was like, you're the youngest are you okay? There was no babying of me. Everyone was having their own reactions and I was walking around checking on everyone else because mm. I sort of, th- I just saw that that role was missing and I went, the, the characters are off. <laughs> like someone's missing in the movies, which are beautiful and poetic and there's a soundtrack and I can make sense of that. The way that I can make sense of this, the way that I can make this beautiful for me is to fill the gaps so that it feels like a full story. And so I was like, great, youngest daughter, resilient, strong, I can do this. And that's how I, that's how I did it. So 
you know, faking it, I suppose. But also it there was a real peace in that and going, I've, I can see what's missing and I can do this in a way that these older people around me, like mu- considerably older, just can't do. Mm. And the, I mean, I, I was proud. Like singing at dad's funeral was lovely and singing at my brother's funeral, oh, my God, like... I sang with my best friend Jordan, who's coming to Edinburgh with me. I'm taking him for his first Edinburgh. I cannot wait. He's single. He's going to get so many diseases. But um, <laughs> really, it's probably from you. But he's um, very cute. He's very cute and very talented. Yeah, he's a great drummer. Good yes. with a stick. Yes. Um, but I, yeah, he, we sang together, and um, that was just beautiful. We sang my brother's favorite song, and it felt because singing's so close to crying. And I talk about this in my shows too. But singing and laughing and crying sits so close physiologically that. It feels the same. How did you even get notes out? I I have great technique. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. I think I'm just I, I I'm good with my <laughs> breath control. <laughs> I was like I, I can I had, steady myself. I remember my dad's funeral. Um, I was side. I keep on having to use theatrical terms because what else is that? I was side mm. stage. Yes, right. Because yeah. it's a, it's it's not an altar. The coffin it's left. It's a little stage. Yeah. Well, we he we had dad cremated because uh-huh. we want Marie Kondo that shit. Yeah. So we just had his um <laughs> his hat and some autumn leaves on a little plinth for him. Oh, that's nice. Which is really nice. I did picture his hat on an urn. Wouldn't that be and great? a face drawn <laughs> when I die? Please smiley face. Put a wig. Oh, on an urn. Real. No, no, we'll just keep your real hair. Yeah. It's so thick and luscious. <laughs> it I mean, really is. It won't burn. No, no, no. Won't. <laughs> not enough flames in the world. My dad, uh, at my dad's funeral, when he was, my dad was a very big man um, and he was being lowered into the ground, like his coffin was going into the ground and my brother and my sister and I had like played a prank on the church. It was a very slow, gentle prank. We were like, we're going to play country music and not hymns as he's like carried out because they were like, you have to play hymns. We were like, fuck off. He liked country music. Yeah. So we're playing country music, but then we got the playlist wrong. And so the playlist for carrying him out actually happened when he was going into the ground. And the first song on the playlist as my dad was lowered into the ground was Ring of Fire. And dad's going, it's just my enormous father just being sort of craned in, not smoothly, to just like, it burns, 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 the Ring of Fire. Was it a religious service? It was, yes. And then what was the priest's face? Everyone was horrified. Everyone except my family. My family and I were like, this fucking rules. It was so good. Yeah, for me, it's the winner takes it all. Yeah, I'm singing that at your funeral. I love that you think you're going to be alive at my <laughs> I funeral. I am younger than you. Do you know what I'm and yes, by? I have a genetic predisposition to cancer <laughs> and probably will die at about 40. And I still think <laughs> I'll be there to sing Meryl Streep's The Winner Takes It All. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. So hang on. So now for listeners, here's plot twist. Mm-hmm. From dad and brother, you now have a genetic predisposition yes. to cancer. Some might even say a sense of tumour. A sense of tumour, a great sense of tumour. <laughs> I Yeah, so I am constantly being poked and prodded and tested and things, which is really interesting because my, uh, my sister doesn't do it. And she has the same ingredients as me, but she doesn't go and get tested and she doesn't want to know. Yeah. And she's older than me, like quite significantly. Um, Hear that? I'm very young. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, she just doesn't, she doesn't want to see it. She doesn't want to look at it. Mm. She, we process grief very differently. So you have to, you have to consistently, you're monitoring your health. What are you monitoring it for is it a sense of control or is it a a sense of what am I capable of? I think I just want to get it 
early. I just want to, ca- if anything is brewing, I want to catch it. Because by the time my brother and my dad caught it, it was too late for both of them. Was it there was any chance that if they had been looking, they could have caught it earlier? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially my brother because he had bowel cancer. If you catch that early, you can get through that. Mm. I think I just, it, it gives me a sense of control for sure. Like it makes me feel like at least I'm doing as much as I possibly can. There's something where I go to the genetic counsellor and I say, I've got a lump and they go, all right, we'll, we'll do this, 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 this. And then it's not mine anymore. Yeah. It's theirs to manage. What do you do in your life to kind of minimise Minimize the, the negative effects, the stress of all of this. Oh, I, well, how do you how do you process it? It's a huge question, but I think working. I think putting it in my work has has helped. <laughs> I would if I I decided um, if I was going to do if I was going to talk about this, I it had to be fully processed, and I think I processed it so that I could make the show, mm-hmm. and then I think just sharing it through the show talking to people people come up to me all the time people fucking who are dying come to the show people come from a funeral it's um and I try to put in all my shows a sense of like a bit of life affirming something just a little bit of something to grab onto All right, Michelle Brazier, put on your wrist guards, your stack hat, knee pads, grab your skateboard, and it's time to go into the half pipe of the pick and mix. Pick and mix, pick and mix. It's time for us to do pick and mix. And today, you have chosen drum roll, please, Amanda. It's quite hard. There's a lot of saliva on that microphone yeah, it's got now. A sore tongue. Praise you like they should. What is one achievement you wish your parents had praised you for that they never have? So I don't think my mum understands my job in <laughs> in any way. Go I, on. I mean, you've met my mum. We went to the Green Room Awards mm-hmm. the night that we both won an award and thank God. Right. Because um, <laughs> to see, your, your parents should never have to see you lose gracefully because <laughs> we're not good at it. <laughs> um. But we, you know, I took her out that night and I think that was the closest to understanding my life she's ever had because she was around a lot of queer people. She was around a lot of show people. She was at an event where there was a red carpet where people knew who I was and where I got to win something and make a little speech. And she felt like it was one of the biggest deals ever. Like that was like the highlight of my career for her. And she doesn't know how many awards we win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think, I just... Like I'm on TV all the time, mum, like so much. And sh- and every time I'll say, oh, did you watch the, the new series that I'm in? And she'll go, oh, what's it on? And I go, Netflix, ABC, fucking whatever. And she'll go, oh, I've, like, I've got that, don't I? And I'll go, yes, yes, I put it on your TV. She'll go, well, I can't, wa- what night's it on? Because I- I've got cards tonight. And then she will watch it and she'll say, oh, yeah, no, it was good. You should have sung a bit more in it. I love I love a parental critique of what they want you yes. to do instead of just like what you have done. Yes, I think she's disappointed that I'm not in the ensemble for a musical theatre show. Like I think well, she'd that, prefer I, I had two lines in a musical than I was the lead role in a TV show. Like, they have she doesn't a frame understand. of reference. They need yes. a, the frame of reference. I just, I, did, I just think it's very funny that part of getting our parents to understand our lives, our jobs, what we place value in is also tied into them having to learn how to use the technology to access it. Yes, exactly. So she's like, well, no one's watching this because you have to bloody go into the www dots and log into the, I don't bloody Amazon something. I don't know. And suddenly she's transferred $35,000 out to something. I just feel like 
once you get older, suddenly you're having to now warn your parents about the technological equivalent of a white van with free candy on yeah, it. Yeah, so what's that the primary about? School. They didn't have to do that. No. No, it's so unfair. Is there a call your parents made, a judgment that your parents made that you still harbour a grudge with to this day? Yes. Oh, dish. So we, they put down my dog. (gasps) Yeah, the dog was old, but they didn't talk me through it. I didn't get to say goodbye. And they just said, she's gone to the farm. And for 20 years, I was like, she's gone to the farm. And I was like, I had a dog who went to the farm. I know they say that for like, you know, when the dog's dead, but like, yeah, I just, mine actually went to the farm. And then I was like, (laughs) no, it fucking didn't. They killed my dog. And I just, I didn't get to say goodbye. And I was really sad about that. Uh, What was the dog's name? Uh, Heidi. Oh. Yeah. She was like a little dog, not a real dog. She was little. Um, But she was very sweet. Are you body shaming your dead dog? Yeah. You delegitimizing their presence in the world based on how they look? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Michelle. (laughs) Elizabeth Brazier. (laughs) (laughs) Not my middle name. (laughs) Do you have a middle name? Louisa and Cecilia because um, I was confirmed Catholic. Michelle Louisa Cecilia Brazier. (laughs) This is the final hurdle. Okay. And I know you weren't a sports child. I've not warmed up. Strap in. Oh, please, like you warm up. (laughs) Like we warm up for any show. (laughs) The final hurdle of the Come to Daddy podcast we call Shall I Be Mother? Mm-hmm. Shall I Be Mother? Look deep into my soulful, as my mother used to call them, dishwater green eyes. Oh, that's these nice. deep-seated mud puddles of mm-hmm. love. Mm. Uh, and pretend or imagine, visualise that I am mother, father or both. See okay. Ellen and John in my twin pupils. Okay. What would you say to them now? I would say, um, you go Netflix.com and then you just type in my email address. <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, I would say, <laughs> thank you. I'd say thank you. And um, thank you, thank you, Dad, in particular for my skin because it is better than um, most white people's skin. <laughs> I never get burnt. <laughs> So no, it's hard to be vulnerable with you in this in this position. But I would say thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for letting me be so loud. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Michelle Brazier today has been by turns hysterical, beautiful, touching and rageful that I've devoted almost an hour of my time to helping <laughs> and plugging someone else. But I'm going to keep on doing it. Where can the Come to Daddy listeners get more of you? Uh, I'm at Michelle Brazier on Instagram and threads. She's on threads. And Twitter and TikTok. I think I'm just my name on on all the social media platforms. And if you're in the UK, come to Edinburgh if, if it's not finished by now. Yes, Michelle Brazier and I are both coming to Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the city of Edinburgh in the country of Scotland that used to be part of the UK. That's me wishful thinking, destroy the union. (laughs) I'm bringing the K-hole, which Michelle Brazier will be Mm -hmm. at, and my show The Butcher's Back, and Michelle Brazier is bringing her incredible show... Reform. <laughs> Michelle Brazier is bringing her incredible show, Reform, to Gilded Balloon. You can find them on all of the socials. You can find it on the Fringe website. You can find us. We are findable. We're findable. We'll be eating chips. Michelle Brazier, thank you for coming to Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Hold up. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 